Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sales for Introverts podcast. My name is Mark Wilson, I'm your host, and I'm also the founder of salesforintroverts.com, which is an online platform for people who are introverts that are also in the sales industry. And that can be difficult for some people, but that's my point. That's my whole goal is to help marry those two things. So right off the bat, you probably noticed that this podcast looks a little bit different than the other podcasts. That's because this is a creative branch of the Sales for Introverts podcast where I'm just going to allow myself and you guys to add a little creativity into your day. And yeah, that means into your workday or if you're listening to this on your off time, that's kind of why I called it a night drive. As an introvert, yeah, I tend to enjoy driving at night, the window's down, I'm by myself, and I'm just clearing my head and just thinking about life and where I'm at. And that is the exact setting for this episode and what we're going to talk about, because we're talking about the parable of the Mexican fisherman. Okay, but first, before we dive into that, Let's just chat a little bit about what night drive is and what it means. So unless you're some kind of robot or something, you probably inject a little bit of your personality into your day job. And if you don't sort of step back and and look at your trajectory and where you're going, I, I just don't think that you might find your work very enjoyable or rewarding in any ways because you're kind of stifling your personality. That's actually something that I talk about in the course is figuring out how to be yourself while still doing your job and still doing it well. Okay. Well, one of the things that I like to do is be creative. If I could have done life differently, I might've been an author or a filmmaker or something like that. Now that doesn't exactly lend itself too well to selling building materials like I do for my day job. However, creativity, learning new things, finding new ways to approach customers, talking to customers, and frankly, just fellow employees about things that are more interesting in life than the football game yesterday. You know, all of those traits weave together and form your personality and your identity. And when you're in sales, that's what makes you attractive. That's what draws people to you. So yeah, I like to use those personality traits of mine in my work. And when I started doing sales for introverts, which is an offshoot of what I do during my day job, well, I was just like, man, you know, talking about business topics, especially because I record most of the stuff on my off time and on the weekend. In fact, I do all of it on my off time and on the weekends. It's like, do I really want to sit here and think about business topics all the time? And while I probably do that more than your average bear, no, I really don't. I'd rather be out, you know, taking a hike or playing with my kids or taking a night drive to clear my head. So that's what we're going to do today. Speaking of that, so the parable of the Mexican fisherman, I call it a parable. It makes sense to me to call it a parable. It's a story that teaches a lesson, okay? Obviously, it's fictional to some extent, but it once you listen to the story, you're like, wow, 
that really hits home, that sounds like me. So I was reminded of it when I was sitting down at a, a Jimmy John's, actually, the sandwich shop, Jimmy John's. If you've ever been there, they have all kinds of paraphernalia posted over the walls and little quips and, and stories and things like that. But we're sitting right there staring in front of my face when I sit at my favorite table at Jimmy John's is the parable of the Mexican fisherman just taunting me and Without further ado, let's just cover that parable really quick. It's a really quick read. And I'm just going to use this in my own language. I don't know what version of it you're familiar with it. I'm sure people have taken it a million different ways. But essentially, the story goes something like this. So an American business person is on vacation in Mexico. And they're having some tacos and a cerveza at some pier and some small Mexican fishing village. And around midday, maybe early in the day, uh, they see uh, one of those rustic, uh, you know, wooden boats putter up and uh, got some nice fish in the back of it. And the American is uh, a fisherman on the, on the side and, and he strikes up a conversation with the fisherman who comes up, who is a Mexican obviously. And he asks him about the fish and he compliments him and he asks him how long he was out there. And the Mexican just says, well, you know, just a couple hours. And uh, he, he asks him how much money uh, those fish bring him. And he says, it's just enough to get by and get him through the next few days. And, and he asks, well, why didn't you stay out there longer and make more money? I mean, you're only out for a, a couple hours. And the Mexican says, because I didn't need to, because this is what I need for my current needs and then we go home and so the american says so what do you do with the rest of your free time and the mexican says well i sleep in and i fish a little bit in the morning then i play with my kids and help take them to school and i go home take a siesta with my wife and then in the evenings uh, we go and we play guitar with my friends and we sip a little wine we just have a lot going on and so the American says, okay, wow, you've got a lot of free time, but did you just realize that if you would spend a little more time fishing, you can make a little bit more money, you can invest more in your business, you can buy a bigger boat so you can catch more fish and invest and in, in hire people, and you can make a real enterprise out of this because the fishing is so good here and you're apparently pretty good at it. Like you can have a whole fleet a whole armada of fishing boats, and then you can scale, you can vertically integrate, you can make a facility where you can can and clean the fish and, and sell it to restaurants, and then you can control the whole supply chain of fish. And then after you get done selling to Mexico, you can import this to the U.S. where you can get more money per pound per fish. And I'm talking where you can really scale your business up. And so the Mexican says, that sounds pretty good. I mean, what? how long do you think it'll take to, to reach the end of this goal to where we can be, you know, business tycoons and super successful and have lots of money? And the American says, I don't know, like 15 or 20 years. Then the Mexican says, well, well what do we do after that? And the American just kind of chuckles and he's like, well, that's the best part. After you have all that money, you can retire and you can live in a little village 
and you can sleep in, you can fish a little for fun, you can play with your kids, take siestas with your wife, and stroll into the village at night and play guitar and sip a little wine. Obviously, that's the end of the story, and obviously, the irony is, is that that's what the Mexican fisherman already has. He already has that life that most American business people strive for. Now, is there a lot of oversimplicity there? Yeah. Does the Mexican fisherman have a 529 set up for his kids and have all his college saved for? And how's his mortgage going? And what are his expenses like? You know, we don't know that. We don't want to estimate or dive too far deep into the parable there. But the, the point is is how busy are you in your life? Do you appreciate and enjoy where you're at the present day and how present are you in your life? And what are you focused on? Are you kind of pie in the sky, looking for things that haven't happened yet, fretting about the future while your life and your youth just kind of pass you by? Well, this is something that I personally really struggle with. So where am I at now personally? Well, I'm in my mid-30s, late 30s, you could probably say. I'm 37 at the time of this recording. And I have been, ever since I got into my 30s, literally like when I turned 3-0, my professional career just cranked up. It, like the, the engine ignited. And all of a sudden, in my sales job, I found that how well I was doing was directly correlated to how hard I worked. So if I wanted to work over 40 hours a week, then I saw my paycheck go up because I got better at my job. And then my customers started growing. My customer base is a repeat customer base. So every time you get a new customer, theoretically, my territory keeps increasing And so as long as I'm sane and healthy enough to show up to work every day, again, theoretically, my paycheck would continue to go up. Now, yeah, there is a little bit of attrition and I do have some people leave my territory from time to time, either just because they're doing something different or maybe they don't like me anymore. I don't know. Trust me, I have clients that don't like me anymore, I think. But in general, kind of like the stock market, you got a little dips, but you're, you're generally trending in an upward direction. And so previously when I was in my 20s, I think I was living the 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 Mexican fisherman lifestyle. Now, part of that is just because of where I was in life at the time. I didn't get married until I was late in my 20s. So, for most of my 20s, I was single, living in a big city in Atlanta and uh, just living the life, you know, hanging out with friends and work was pretty steady. Work did not did not have the the great gains that I started having in my 30s. Now I I changed jobs and that was a big part of that, but work was a, just a really slow gradual increase, but it was very predictable. And then when I changed jobs in my 30s and went to a more of an outside sales role, that's when things really started to blow up. Both jobs were sales jobs by the way, but another thing happen and that is when I got to my mid-30s we started having a family and now I have two kids and another on the way 
and my free time is just like zero. And at the same time, I'm also incredibly focused on my career. But quite frankly, I want to get to a place where my career is more manageable in harmony with the other parts of my life. So I sit here and and read and contemplate on the story of the Mexican fisherman. And man, it hits close to home. Because... Whenever I, whenever I run into some of my parents' friends or older folks that see us, you know, trying to scramble around with little kids at restaurants or out in public, they're always like, you know, it's just a phase. It'll be over really soon, and then you're going to miss it. You know, I, I feel guilty about that because on one hand, I'm like, they are super sweet right now. My kids, they are, are precious little kids. And yet, I'm literally sweating right now, trying to keep one from wriggling out of my hands and then another one from running out into the street. You know, it's it's really difficult to keep that perspective in life of the of the simplicity of the Mexican fisherman's story. So, it's a lot. But, I don't know what to do. I'm hoping that this podcast will help follow my own personal transformation because frankly, to give you some more context, I I did get to a point where work was unhealthy. I was working 50 to 55 hours a week and I hear people say, Oh, I have an 80 hour work week. I have a 60 hour work week. I don't know how that's possible and to sleep at the same time. So Monday through Fridays, I would usually work seven to five And then I might go home, eat dinner. And this was before my kids were a little older. I had an infant, so they were a little bit less needy. Or or my wife could handle a lot of their needs. And so I would usually go home and work another 30 minutes or an hour at night after dinner. Saturday morning from 7 to 11, I would work as well. And then sometimes on Sunday afternoon, I would get a little bit more work in. Now, I was in a huge growth phase back then, and there was I, I didn't have the support network that I do now. That took a few years to develop, but still, even with all those hours, it was like 55-ish, and there was just no humanly way that I could work anymore and stay sane, but also like sleep and eat and have like a few hours to myself in a week. So when people say they work over 60 hours a week, I mean, if that's the case, I really feel for you and I'm sorry for you. And I know you don't want that. Hopefully you're making some killer overtime. By the way, I don't I don't make any overtime. I'm exempt from that and I just make commission. So that was kind of the saving grace for me, assuming that commission checks were still rolling in and my territory was doing well. But but yeah, so Thankfully, I've peeled back from that a lot. I'm not working as much. Definitely not at night anymore. There are some occasions on Saturday or Sunday when I really have a big deadline or a big client meeting where I just got to make sure that this has to get done. But for the most part, I'm back down to about 45 hours a week. And yeah, I wish it was more like 20, like the Mexican fisherman. 
and maybe someday we're going to get there. I firmly believe that people go through different seasons in life. For example, I was talking about my 20s back when I was single. I mean, my life was basically like Friends, the, the, the TV show Friends, for several years. I had a good group of friends, and uh, we, we just had a great time together. And then eventually, you know, I met my wonderful wife, and I uh, got married, and that was something that I wanted to do, and so did she. And we settled into family life, but even then, things didn't get really crazy complicated until I changed jobs, and then we started having kids. That was a game changer. Unless that's the Mexican fisherman, how uh, he does with childcare, I don't know. But they left that part out of the story. And they left a lot of complicated. Life is complicated, okay? But you do go through different seasons in life. And I think this might be another segment at some point. But I think I'm in a season of work, unfortunately. And I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to tail back on that. And I'm trying to take control of that. And I'm trying to make it more healthy and manageable. I just wonder where everybody else is. What season are you in? Obviously, as you get older and later on in life, you might get closer to a season of giving back, season of retiring or retirement. You might be in a season of growth mode where your commission checks maybe aren't that great, but you can see some traction starting to form. You might be in a season of stalling out. I don't know. But keeping that perspective, you know, going back to the Mexican fisherman story, keeping that perspective of being appreciative and thankful for where you are in your career, even if you might be a little frustrated, even if you might feel like you're working too much, keeping that perspective will definitely help you stop being in the rat race. Stop chasing for stuff. Just be happy with what you got. Make a plan for shooting for the moon. Make a plan for it, but then don't forget to go out and take a bike ride after. Don't get out. Don't forget to go out and go to a restaurant or take a lunch break. Yeah, go take a lunch break every once in a while. I'm going to pat myself on the back here, okay, before we close up and just say that, you know, of, of all of the amount that I have worked in my 30s, there is something that I do religiously daily, and that is take an hour-long lunch break. I will not sacrifice that. Occasionally, there's other people there with me. However, normally it's just me by myself. And I do not feel any amount of discomfort or uncomfortableness walking into a restaurant just raising up my single finger and saying it's just me and I'll go to a sit-down restaurant, I'll go to a fast food restaurant, I'll go to a counter service restaurant by myself and just sit there and eat lunch. Read news on my phone or check out stock market or something, but that's what I do. And that hour in my day is sacred. That is the most important hour of my day, no matter what happens at work. Excuse me, that's the most important hour of my work day, not my nighttime, because that's my family time. And that's extremely important to me too. But it's extremely important to take that hour lunch break. Now, you might be different. You might only take 30 minutes. You might just sit at your desk and, and chew away. It depends on your job. I understand that. But that's the time that I find for me. That's my Mexican fisherman. Unplug. Just go take a lunch. Think about other stuff. I don't read my work emails at lunch. 
I just chill out. And I don't take phone calls at lunch either. If somebody calls me, I mean, they, unless it's like a million dollar call on the other line, you go into voicemail. I'll talk to you in like 20 minutes. Okay, dude, when I get back. All right. You know, I like to listen to podcasts or read a book also during lunchtime. So that's at least my little window of solace during the day. What do you think? Do you think that that's ridiculous? That maybe I'm way too American with my work day? I'm curious what you do. I'm curious how you survive or thrive or however you see it. Have you been able to instill this Mexican fisherman type vibe with your normal American workday, or I keep saying American, sorry, you may live somewhere else as long as you speak English, you understand me. So tell me about that. What is your work culture like? How do you do it? What tools do you use to cope or adapt to that? I'm really interested. So I hope you've enjoyed this segment called Night Drive. Once again, it's going to pop up on the podcast occasionally, every now and then. We're just going to chat about whatever. This happened to be work-related, business-related, and I hope that it helped you in that aspect in some way. I look forward to your feedback as well. You can contact me at mark at salesforintroverts.com. You can also find me all over the web. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. And, or you can just go to my website, salesforintroverts.com, to check out a little bit about my course and who I am. Okay? So I hope you appreciated Night Drive. If you're listening to this at night, enjoy the rest of your drive. Clear your head. If you're reading this during the day, go take a lunch. All right. We'll talk with you next time.